Now, let's get to our top story and look at the province's finances. Finance Minister Katrina Conroy delivered a financial update on the province's finances in the last 24 hours. Uh, The update shows an increase of $1.4 billion in revenue despite a slowing global economy and high interest rates. As a result, the province is projecting a $5.6 billion operating deficit this year. Joining me now to discuss the issue is BC's Finance Finance Minister Katrina Conroy. Minister, thank you for speaking to us today. Great to be here, Jeff. Uh, we have, uh, in 2023, been getting lots of bad news uh, uh, in regards to finances, whether it's people's personal finances and, of course, challenges in regards to revenue uh, for government. Um, for the people of British Columbia, uh, how would you describe uh, where we're at right now in regards to the province's finances? Well, well, you're right, Jazz. People are facing big challenges. You know, there's there's the high interest rates, we, inflation, and, and then, of course, the slower global economy, which is affecting all jurisdictions across Canada. But we feel we're well-positioned, that BC is well-positioned to support people through the challenges that uh, we're seeing around the globe because we have a really diverse economy and, and of course, we're very prudent with our financial planning. Uh, now, there is a deficit, obviously, forecast at this point. Uh, I think init- initially it was $6.7 billion, but that's dropped by about $1.1 billion with this with this quarterly update. Uh, where did that extra revenue come from? That's right. No, that was good news for us. So what happens is, um, Jazz, is the uh, CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, uh, returns the money to uh, BC that they get from income tax returns. And it doesn't usually come till this time of year, but this is our first tranche. We're not going to get, we don't get all of it until sometimes well into the spring. But uh, because of, um, we have more people living in British Columbia and we have more people working, we got higher tax returns both from individuals and corporations, which was, a, a, we weren't expecting quite that much, so we were very happy with that. And also we got money from the federal government for, for the um, wildfire season. I mean, we had a really terrible wildfire season this year and it was tough for so many people that uh, the federal government does uh, refund or pay portions of the cost back to the provinces of, of what we have already spent so we got some of that money back which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, housing always plays a big role in regards to revenue uh, for government or sometimes not enough revenue from housing. H- how do you see or what do you what are you building into the budget in regards to housing and 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 the broader revenue that uh, generally housing provides for the provincial government. Well, with housing, our goal is just to create more housing because we know that people want homes. People need homes in this province, and and that's been our goal is to make sure that we are moving ahead with all of our policies and procedures. Procedures are, are working to ensure that we can increase the, the number of homes for people in this province. And and you know, I know that um, that. They, there are funds that come in from from the housing, which is always helpful. But uh, our focus on on housing is to create more homes for people in the province. Now, but I want to clarify, though. Uh, I think uh, housing starts um, this year around forty seven thousand, or uh, uh, the projected this year so far, and then you're expecting about 42,900 units in 2024. So I'm going to assume you're basically saying higher interest rates are still are, are weighing heavily on housing starts uh, in this province, and more importantly, revenue that potentially could come to government. 
Well, it's a combination of things, Jazz. It's the um, because it's, it's a housing starts, but uh, also because uh, the housing starts are determined by Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, and and they don't include a lot of the things that we're doing in the province because things like uh, student housing, for instance, that doesn't count as a housing start. Even though we know, I know in my communities there's there's a lot of uh, student housing happening, and and that takes people that are students that come and live in your community. Um, they leave those homes that they're using right now and they go to student housing on campus, which is creates more homes for people to live in in the community. They also don't uh, include renovations. They don't include um, our short-term rental um, policies that we just brought in or the speculation and vacancy tax. And we know that the speculation tax in the, in the Vancouver metro area has, has created 20,000 more homes for people in that region alone and put $313 million back into our coffers. So, and that money has gone right back to those regions to create more homes. But when we're the, you know, the spec tax, that doesn't create housing starts. So we think our numbers will be, you know, a bit higher of the housing we're going to create. Um, we are pretty optimistic about it. We've got the housing, um, the construction is up. Um, it's 11.8% year to date from October last year. It's quite robust. And we're, we, we feel that's going to continue, but the actual numbers, they are, I mean, our, our ministry is prudent when forecasting numbers. And so they uh, have forecasted a little low because of the things you mentioned and, and like labor issues and costs. But, but the interest rates ha- have hurt. And uh, we will see, like, hopefully we will see them go a bit lower because uh, uh, inflation is coming down. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, the Bank of Canada does coming up in December. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I mean, the global economy is still a big challenge. As much as government's going to have policies, the global economy plays a big role on British Columbia as well. And and so just to confirm here, the ministry's forecast for real GDP growth uh, is... Uh, it will be at about 1% from 1.2%. And for 2024, mm-hmm. it, it's 0.7% from 0.8%. So it's still, uh, I'm not saying a, a recession because it's not, but it's tough out there right now in regards to just the economy uh, nationally and, and, and globally. It is. It's tough. And, and uh, we have been saying that all along. Like the, we know that there's going to be, you know, slowing in the economy caused by those, the, the very things that you're raising. And, and, you know, the global economy is, is, is a big factor. And so, you know, we, we know that we will have a bit of a slower recovery or economy, but we, we don't feel that uh, that means a recession. And because we but we are seeing slowdown in a number of areas such as um, retail sales and, and exports. But as I said, we have some areas of strength, like home construction, but and also the employment in the province has been has been increasing consistently, and it's increased again 1.4 percent, and and we continue to see that happening. So, but you know, the uh, there are still issues around high prices and affordability, and and we are continuing to work on those issues with people. And just to confirm, uh, my final question to you: the deficit, as I said, has uh, has shrunk to 5.6 billion. How much in contingency does the provincial government carry right now, or will be carrying? So I have to get that actual number because I just all of a sudden I don't have it off the top of my head. But we do, you know, as you say, we do can carry significant contingencies just because we know that we need to, you know, it, it, it's a prudent way of, of doing business. Like you don't want to be having money that you can't access. So contingencies is, is in critically important to us. And um, we, we're making sure that we uh, have significant contingencies that can, that can, 
we can look to so that uh, we have it to back us up. So, Well, uh, uh, can you see a balanced budget, though? Even It's a $5.6 billion deficit forecast, but with contingencies, can you see yourself balancing the books rather than a deficit? Um, we, you know, we, that right now our priority is to, to keep providing supports for people, to keep providing services to people. Um, we eventually will balance the budget, but uh, for now, we want to make sure that we are not making cuts. I mean, some people have said, oh, you've got to cut services, you've got to raise taxes, and we're saying no. We're going to keep providing the services the way we have been doing since we were elected in 2017. We're going to make sure that we have services for people, but we're also not going to raise taxes for ordinary British Columbians because that, you know, that's been working for us and it's been working for the people in the province too. And I just, I do have, it's, it's, um, 5.5 billion is set aside this year to support cost increases. And we, you know, we have a um, forecast allowance too, but we want to make sure that, that we can, we have money for priorities in case things come up unexpectedly. I mean, who would have expected the amount of money that was spent on, on the pandemic when it came up so unexpectedly. So we want to make sure we have contingencies in place. And at the end of the year, if we haven't had to use those contingencies, that's a good thing. Yeah. And that bodes well for us. Minister, as always, thank you for your time. Thanks so much, Jeff. Much appreciated. You take care.